If you brought your Bibles, if you would, go with me, please, to the book of Galatians chapter 4. We're going to read Galatians chapter 4, starting at verse 1, going through verse 7. If you don't have it, that's fine. It'll be on the screens for you, for you to read along. When you have it, please say amen. Galatians chapter 4, starting in verse 1. The word of God reads, Now I say as long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from a slave, although he is owner of everything. But he is under guardians and managers until the date set by the father. So also we, while we were children, were held in bondage under the elemental things of the world. But when the fullness of the time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive adoption as sons. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of a son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your word, which is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. I pray at this moment that you would open the ears of your people to be able to let the word be a seed sown in good ground, that they would leave here blessed by your word, knowing, knowing that your presence is here as well. I pray that you would use me as an instrument for your honor, for your glory, once again, to be able to minister to, minister to your people. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everyone said, amen. amen. You may be seated tonight. That last verse, it says, therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, an heir through God. Tonight, what we're going to talk about is walking in sonship. Is there any sons of God in the house tonight? Praise the Lord. What we are going to talk about tonight is that this privilege that you have as a believer is the greatest one. That God looks upon you and sees that you are not a slave, but you have been called a son. The best privilege that I have in all the world, and there have been many, many incredible things that the Lord has allowed for me to be a part of in my life. The greatest one is being called a son of God. Why is that? Because in the midst of everything that has happened in my life, no matter how many labels the world tried to put over me, no matter how worthless they tried to say I was, God looked at me and found it, found it worthy to send his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross and three days later rise again, giving all of us victory. Is there anybody walking in that victory tonight? So by that, I am called a son of God because I have declared by faith that Jesus Christ is the living God. And it is, by his, it is by his sacrifice that I stand before you today being labeled as a son of God. If you're going to walk in sonship tonight, friend, there's three things you have, you, you have to be able to do. And in all of this, I want you to take heart that to be called a son of God, all one has to do is declare with their mouth that they believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It doesn't just happen at a church. It can happen in your neighborhood for someone. It can happen at the supermarket. It can happen in the waiting line at the bank. It can happen anywhere as long as there is a willing, willing minister that, is able, that wants to go out and say, I will save just some. The first thing you have to do if you're going to walk in sonship, first thing is we have to break the orphan spirit. What is the orphan spirit, friend? The orphan spirit is a spiritual sense of abandonment, loneliness, alienation, and isolation. This is the biggest tool the enemy is trying to use against the world. 
Why is that? Because he has tried to use all the elements of the world for people to try to find their identity in. For now they become, they become held, held, held slaves to different things of this world that they were never meant to be a part of. They've walked into, into areas of life they were never meant to walk. So this is where he tries, what is where he tries to attack your identity. Try to attack the source of your identity by calling you, saying you're going to be an orphan for the rest of your life. God does not want anything to do with you. Why should someone like you, everything that you have done, why should he accept you? These are all lies of the enemy. God has made an open invitation for any person who would call upon his name to be able to receive him as Lord and Savior and ultimately as their everlasting father. So if you're going to break this mindset of being, called, of being called an orphan, then you have to accept the reality that God can call you a son. It's the best thing, friend, because whenever a person is healed from that, from that fatherlessness that was in their life, they can accept God as who he is, and that is the everlasting father who is attentive to your every need, looking over you even in moments when you didn't even realize that this is what a good father does, is that he oversees what's happening with his children, and he's making sure that their feet do not stumble. Believe me, friend, there have been many times in our lives where our feet may have stumbled, or we may have made a mistake from time to time, but there was God in his great and incredible mercy and grace. And he said, get back up. It's not done, friend. It's not through, I'm not through with you yet. The work I'm doing in you is not finished yet. And the enemy is trying to rob that from you because he wants you to live with the mindset of an orphan, that you do not have a spiritual father, that you do not have a God who is looking out for you. But every time the enemy tries to come against you with this lie, tell him, I am not an orphan. You're not going to talk to me like one. I am a son of God, and I will act like one. I will walk in faith. I will not walk by sight, but I will believe every single word that God has said about me. This is good news for you, is that in the midst of all the lies that the devil is trying to produce, the Father has written for you a guide for you to be able to come up against him. So if the devil is trying to lie to you with that lie tonight, tell him what it says in verse 7. It says that I am no longer a slave, but am a son, and if a son, I am an heir through God. What does it mean that I am an heir, that I am able to receive every good thing that God has set aside for me? Is anybody walking in God's favor tonight? Is there anybody walking in God's blessing? Is anybody walking through God's grace tonight? I don't know if you, I don't know if anyone's ever tried ever tried to walk, ever tried to walk with chain with chains around their arms. You even find it's very difficult to do. Why is that? Because you're bound. You can't really control exactly everywhere you're going to go. You can't, you can't control everything everything you are, you are going to do. It's like the enemy had us bound whenever we, whenever we were of the world, and he tried and he tried to take us wherever he wanted us to go. But then it's like God came. It's not even that he had the key to break the shackles that are on us. He literally broke them because the orphan spirit was trying to keep us bound that way. A slave, a slave is not free, but a son is. What does the Bible tell us? Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. This is good news for you. This means that even from, even from the fatherlessness that made that may the enemy may be trying to produce in your life, you can still be free from it. 
That's why it's so important for you to break that, or, that orphan spirit because this is how you will receive your God-given identity as a son. When God called you into his marvelous light, immediately the chains of abandonment were broken, loneliness was broken, alienation was broken, and isolation was broken. You were set free in Jesus' name. Who, who can do that? Who can do that besides Jesus Christ? Who is able to replace to replace the spirit, the spirit of fear with the spirit of strength, but only Jesus. Friend, the beautiful thing about what you have in God is that you and God have a relationship, and it's a relationship built around God's love. What you have, it's a real thing. He knows you, and he wants to know, and he wants you to know more about him. The Bible already tells us in Psalm 139. The psalmist said, oh, Lord, you search me and know my ways. God knows every part about you. So if there's hurt in your life, he already knows about it. All you have to do is talk about it with him. Go and sit down on dad's lap and tell him what's bothering you. He's not the kind of God where he doesn't want to hear, where he doesn't want to hear about your problems. He's not, um, he's not bothered by you. In fact, he loves it whenever you decide to not give the world your problems, but you give him your problems. What can the world do for me, friend? The world did, did nothing for us. It did absolutely nothing except it brought about the orphan spirit that tried to hold us back. But whenever you accepted Jesus Christ, you were entered into a new peace, a new love found in God. And it's like the Almighty Father just had this beautiful smile whenever you accepted him. Because as hard as it was for us to forget about our past, God erased it through the blood of Jesus Christ. It's gone. So with that... The spirit of function, if, no, spirit, the, the spirit of, of sonship, it operates through love and acceptance, which is what the world could never give us. So if you want to break the spirit of sonship, you, no, you want to break the spirit, the, the, the spirit of orphanage in your heart, you have to accept your right as a son. Second thing, if you're going to walk, if you're going to walk in sonship, you have to accept your role in God's family. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 13 very quickly. Starting, uh, we're going to read Hebrews chapter 2, starting in verse 11. He said, For both he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all are from one Father, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brethren. In the midst of the congregation I will sing your praise. And again I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children whom God has given me. What an incredible sight. Look how proud Jesus is to claim you as his own. He will stand before God and he will stand before all the world saying, these people belong to me. If you would notice, this is such an incredible scene. Is that the son of the living God, as incredible as he is and as little as we may be, will look at us and say, I'm proud of them. Look at what they do. They serve me. They proclaim me. And they're not ashamed to do it, so I'm not ashamed to do it either. They, he loves us, friend. He loves you with the love that nobody else could replace, nobody else could even shatter, because it's a love in, imperishable. It's a beautiful love, really, 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 if you think about it, that God, what he has done, he has allowed for you to be a part of his family. 
That's a beautiful thought. You have a place at God's table, friend. Go and take it and take it with pride. That's what it means to be called the son. You're not ashamed of what God has given you. And he's not ashamed of you either. Believe me, friend, all of us have, have a history that, may be, that may, be pretty, may be pretty ugly for us to explain to some people. But God, with, it, with his incredible love, overlooks that. And he, still, and he still, call, still calls you a son. So there's nothing in the past that can break the incredible future that you have with Jesus Christ. So you're right to be called a son. The enemy can't take it away. The world can't change it because it is your right now. You've reclaimed him as Lord and Savior, and now it is written upon you that you are a son adopted by grace. Praise the Lord for that. Friend, if you ever, if you ever feel like you're in a season of forgetting where you came from, remember this fact, that God has called you into his, to his incredible grace. You are, member, you, are the member of, you are a member of God's family, along with the other members in, in the body of Christ. And together, you have been called to fulfill a mission in this world, and that is to go into all the world and tell the message of the gospel. There still exists among us, friend, a group of people who have never heard about Jesus Christ. And it is through us that God is going to use us to spread that message to them. Because they need to hear. We cannot grow tired in sharing about it. There is always more room at God's table. And we are out to go find, go find the lost. There are many that are still li li living out there with the, with the orphan spirit. They do not know that, that an almighty father has given his very best for them. Well, that's where we come in. We have to go and tell them. We have to go and show them that Jesus is alive. That Jesus is the source of hope. And he has given them the same privilege that we have as long as they would call upon him as Lord and Savior. Think about this, friend. Jesus' disciples, how many, how, how many did he have? He had 12. He had open, they had open communication with him at any moment of any day. If there were, if there were questions that they had, they could ask him, and he, and he would answer it. It was the open communication he had with them. And even still to this day, with the, with the disciples that are following him today, we still have open communication to him. How is that? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. You are able to pray, and God will hear you. You are able to present before him a need, and he, and he will respond to it. All you have to do is put faith, in, put faith into your prayer. Let God, let God hear you. Don't worry. Just leave it. Just leave it in Jesus' hands, and watch what God can do. His disciples... His disciples had this opportunity with them. This is the open opportunity for all the body of Christ to be able to go and speak to Jesus and tell him what's, tell him what's on your heart. Tell him, tell him what's on your mind. It's, I'm going to be very honest with you tonight. This world sometimes puts some struggles before us that make us very angry. They make us, they, it makes, makes us very sad. And it, call, and it causes us to question, to question a couple of things. Friend, even in the midst of all that, do not allow for your faith to be shaken. God is, even, God is faithful even in the middle of the heaviest storm that is over your life. And he can answer you there. He can, he can answer you there in times of weakness. If you need strength, call upon him. If your heart, if your heart is broken, he can, he, can, he can mend you. Just like the word of God says, he is near to the brokenhearted. All of these are promises guaranteed in the word of God. And you can have that as well if you need it tonight. All you have to do is ask him and, he'll, and, he, will get, and he will give it to you. I don't ever want you to feel like you're bothering God with, bothering God with, with your problems. 
I want you to feel like you have an open door of communication with him. If, some, if something's on your heart, you can share it. The table is open for communication, and you have a right there as God's son to be able to share what is bothering you. You have that. And you're human, so there are going to be things in this life that are going to bother you. I hate to tell you, but it is, but it, it, it is very true. But no matter what may be bothering you, what may be bothering your heart, what may be bothering your spirit, you can still share You can still share it with God. You can still pray. You can still worship. Why is that? Because it is your privilege. You can, still come, you can still come to the altar. You can lay aside what's on your heart. You can do all these things because your privilege has been set aside by God himself, friend. You are a son. And if you're not a son tonight, you can be a son. The next thing, if you're going to do all, if you're going to walk in sonship, then you have to live life like a son. How is that the first thing? You have to acknowledge your title as son. What does that mean? You're not an orphan no more, friend. You're a son. Once you've accepted Jesus Christ, you have been called a child of God. Your right, your privilege. It is the proudest thing you can wear. Don't be ashamed of what God has said about you. Walk in God's favor. Walk in God's promise. It is yours. You are now son of the one true king. The second thing, since you're going to keep, since you're going to acknowledge the title of son, you have to answer the call of obedience on your life. Friend, I'm looking around at every single one of you, and I see that there is ministry in your heart. How? What? What is that? That means that there are some. There are some people that are that God has called to lead a small group. There are some people God has called to assist with the praise and worship ministry. There are many different aspects of ministry that God has put upon your life as your burden. This is another one of your privileges that you are able to serve God in this capacity. But all he's asking for now is a willing yes. He's looking for a willing heart that would say they will go. Is there any people who are willing to go for God's cause tonight? He is calling you, friend. And if he's going to call you, then the next thing, you need a desire to learn. What does that mean? Well, friend, this word, this word, word of God right here, you could read it. You, you, you could read it an endless, endless amount of time till the day you take your last breath. But there will always be something extra to, to learn from God's word. All God is looking for is a, te- is a teachable heart, saying, will you learn? Will you hear from me? Will you be willing to have your heart open to hear my voice? It says his sheep know his voice. Do you know God's voice? Do you know, do you know what it sounds like? The enemy will try to come, will try to come and confuse you. Even with God's word, he's gonna try, he's gonna try to confuse you. The enemy, we know how he operates. He mixes a little bit, a, a little bit, a little bit of a true truth with the lie, and even then, it's still a lie. Is that really what God said? Does his word really, does his word really, really mean this? Friend, discern what the word of God is saying. If it's against, if, if it's against God's character, more than likely, it's not, it's, it's not true. How is that? Because think about whenever, G, whenever Jesus Christ, he was being tempted, he was being tempted by the devil, by the devil himself in preparation for what, for what was about to happen. He said, make these stones to be bread. And what did Jesus say? Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So this means that for you, what is your bread? What is your, what, what is your learning? The word of God. 
Be able to hear from it, learn from it. And that's why we encourage you to come every time the doors of God's house are open. Come and learn more about what God, what God is saying to your heart today. He's looking for people who have a desire, who have a desire to learn. And then the next thing is that he's looking for sons who are equipped in spiritual warfare. What does that mean? Is that whatever, whenever the devil tries to come up, tries to come up in your life, come up against the devil with the, with the fullness of faith, knowing that God has already got you covered. How does he have you covered? You are protected by his, by his mighty hand. You are able to confront the devil and say, in Jesus' name, I am victorious. What does the Bible tell us? It says, praise be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You have victory against, against the devil. And he tries his very best to come up against you. We already acknowledge that he, that he is the father of lies, but he also tries to manipulate too. He'll try to manipulate certain situations He'll manipulate your trust in people. He'll try to manipulate your family. He'll try to manipulate every aspect of your life so that that way it'll cause you to doubt. But whenever your faith is sure in Jesus, friend, you have nothing to worry about. Whatever the enemy is trying, whenever the enemy is trying to do, he can't win against you whenever you are rooted in Jesus Christ. That's why it's so important for you to know to where the source of your hope is, friend. If, if Jesus Christ is not, is not the Lord of your heart, friend, who is? Because so 